Hey there, ladies. Welcome back to Being Eve. So today we're kicking off a brand new series with another amazing woman sharing her story of struggle to triumph. After you hear part one of this episode, ladies, I want you to really tune in because we've had a pattern on the last couple of guests that we've had on Being Eve. These guests have focused on career changes, entrepreneurship, the faith journey, stepping out on faith, all of the decisions that they've had to make, trusting God along the way. I want you to pay attention to the words that they're saying, the key points that they are sharing, because we're in a season. We're in a season where things are changing, a season that you may never experience before mandates are being put in place that are impacting careers, that are impacting lives. And I want you ladies to really tune into what these ladies did to begin to go on the faith journey of entrepreneurship. Maybe that's something for you or a side hustle. Maybe that's something for you. So please pay attention, take notes and share these episodes we want to ensure that we are all prepared and ready and doing what God has called us to do in this time and this season. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Welcome to Being Eve. I'm your host, Casey Alexis, and this podcast is designed for the everyday woman who seeks to do more than just survive. You want to thrive. The goal is to inspire, empower, and encourage you as you find commonalities within my story and the stories of some extraordinary guests. Join me as we dive into this brand new episode. If I had to choose three words to describe today's guest, it would be loyal, tenacious, and God-fearing. Chastity Sonia is the managing partner of RBC Consulting Firm, LLC. She's the CEO of the Raw Hidden Process, where she is known as the CEO of Motherhood. She's an author, an entrepreneur, an empowerment speaker, a certified master life coach, a leadership trainer, and the CEO of a nonprofit organization called Serify in Action. Whew, I don't know how she does it, but she does it, y'all. The best thing about Chastity is that she loves being a mother. Her family is her top priority. Making sure her home is together is important, and being able to be that fragrance that her family needs in order to embrace success or any obstacles within their daily lives. Ladies, Help me welcome Chastity. Chastity, welcome to Being Eve. Thank you. Welcome and thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on this platform with you and I look forward to this wonderful discussion. Yes, I am too. And I look forward to the ladies getting to know you better. So at this moment, please take a moment to introduce yourself to the ladies. Who are you? Who is Chastity? Who is Chastity Sonye? One, she is a woman of God. 
two. She is a mother of an awesome, beautiful, phenomenal, dynamic, intuitive two-year-old. Mm, I love it. <laughs> three, she is a awesome wife, a phenomenal wife to a good man. And four, she is a wonderful daughter to her parents. I live in Houston, born and raised. H-Town. H-Town in the house. <laughs> and my second home is Atlanta, Georgia, A-Town. Oh, okay. I live, That's where I'm at. <laughs> I, live, I lived there for all my 20s. So I, wow, I became okay. a woman. Um, Atlanta taught me my my womanhood introduced me to my womanhood but that's my second home my second family i have friends basically family there Mm -hmm. um i am 17 years in corporate america i began my corporate america um career off um abernathy um and 400 I'm at AIG in the insurance industry. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a certified master life coach. I'm an empowerment speaker to women and a leadership trainer. And Mm -hmm. most of all, like I said, circling back to number one, I am a woman of God. Amen. I love that. Now you are, you just laid out a list of things and I love it, Mm -hmm. but you weren't always that chastity right um so one of the things about being eve is what i like to highlight is how you got there how did you get to that point where you are all these wonderful things and more probably that you haven't even touched how did your story begin basically my story began with trials and tribulations um It began with learning and exploring. Um, I go back to, like I said, when I left Houston and graduated Mm -hmm. from college, I moved to Atlanta, but I moved to Atlanta as a married woman. Um, Mm. And my first husband, he was, he was a man of Morehouse, but now he's a Morehouse man. And that's how I got to Atlanta. And through experiences, different relationships with girlfriends and guys, it just has developed me into who I am. I was able to learn myself. Um, One, I'm an only child. So leaving Houston and Ness was very surprising for people in my family. They really thought, oh, she's always been with her mother and father. She's going to come back. I was that young lady was like, no, I know my parents are there for me. I know they are my safety net. Like Claire Hespel told um, Denise, I know that we're your safety net. And and sometimes we do so well at it that you don't even know we're being a safety net. So Mm. I knew I had my parents and they were my safety net, but I knew that I wanted to go out there and explore and learn things on my own. And Atlanta was my stumping ground. Um, It taught me how to be a woman. It it Mm -hmm. taught me my hardships. I had some nights where things didn't go right in my corporate career. Things didn't go right in relationships. And I didn't have nobody but myself and God. Mm -hmm. And I had to grow up. And I refused because that's just who I was. I wasn't going to come back home with my head between my legs and say, I failed. I couldn't figure out this situation. I just figured it out. And being on my own and being that anchor and learning how to be that anchor for myself 
allowed mm-hmm. me to be the woman that everybody has attached themselves to today, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does. And I guess my follow-up question to that is, um, with all the trials and tribulations and experiences that you experienced to become who you are today, tell the ladies in the audience some of the things that you learned in the process. What did you learn about God? What did you learn about faith? What did you learn about life? How did you get to the point where you were able to bounce back and not have to go back home with your, you know, tail between your legs? Well, when I was four years old and my, my dad taught me one quote, the first quote that I learned, and I basically leaned on this quote, you must stand for something or you will fall for anything. Mm, True story. Even if I made a mistake, even if life was hitting me left and right, I was going to get myself up, dust myself back off and keep stepping and keep doing it. And I had to learn that Chastity doesn't know everything. Chastity Mm -hmm. is smart. Chastity has book sense. Chastity has common sense. But without God sense, none of this stuff is going to work. You're going to keep on doing the same patterns. And you have to realize that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over again, thinking you're going to get another result. So what I had to realize in those mistakes was that I had to continue to lean on God. And when I didn't lean on God, nothing happened. Nothing. Everything was just chaotic and life wasn't right. And I had to really, God was like, it's not going to go right until you rely on me until your faith is totally with me. And it took me a long time to get my faith there. Now, I've always been a Christian. I've always loved God. I basically characterize myself in two characters in the Bible, the spirit of David, because I grew up dancing and I love praise dancing um, and giving myself to God in that form, in that nature to him. But my favorite book in the Bible is Job. Um, and in my book, I talk about Job and God has struggled. I have struggled with my faith, understanding what is faith, um, since my early twenties and it's not, and I'm 41 right now. And it's not until the last three years, I truly understood what faith is. And it took from 20 to probably 38 to fully click with it. See, we all as Christians, we know the lingo, we know know the things to go through the motions, but sometimes we, our faith is not as strong as we think it is, especially when life issues really come about. And three or four years ago, God put me in a very tough situation. And in the past, like in my twenties and early thirties, I had tests, little tests here about my faith, but it wasn't really big. It was easy test for me to pass. But when God put that big test in your, in your life, you have to pull from all your past experiences. This is how you know you're growing and realize this is the test. Either I'm going to pass or fail this test. And I basically opened my book back up and realized, what did you do in this situation? What did you do in this situation? See, that didn't work, Chastity. 
So don't do that again because that didn't work for you. So it's not about you. You need to get yourself. I have to die and kill my flesh daily. Right. And that was very hard for me because I'm going to do what Chastity wants to do. Despite, I hear you, God, but that's not the way I think it needs to be handled. And mm. in this situation, and it was dealing with my current marriage because I've been married twice. And I'll say this for the viewers. I am a woman that's been married twice. I did not have children by my first husband, but my first husband is a phenomenal man of God. Mm. I have no animosity. We don't have any animosity towards each other. Um, it was a tough divorce, but we always had that mutual respect for each other. And we think we are phenomenal people. But right. um, to say that, I started looking at my marriage when I was 20, because we got married when I was 20, very young. Very, very young. young. We didn't know what we were doing. And so my marriage now, it was like, okay, I'm seeing traits again in this marriage situation. Like, whoa. And the old chastity would bounce. Be like, I'm done. I don't have to deal with this. I, I got my stuff. I got my career. I got this going on. X, Y, and Z. I'm gone. I don't have to deal with this. But I started seeing some traits again. And it was on both parts. So I'm like, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? Because I'm ready to like literally bounce. And God was like, no. You're going to stay here. Mm. And I'm going to bless you and your husband. I said, but I don't see it. And he was like, you don't have to see it. He said, I'm going to give you Jeremiah 29 and 11 for three years. I've been, this has been, I have like three scriptures that he gave me throughout my whole walk. Mm -hmm. And he says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declared the Lord. Plans of what? Peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. I said, I hear you, but I don't see it. He said, mm -hmm. okay, you, I got to really go and, and, and challenge you even more. Now, at the end of the day, Chastity, he's talking to me. Yes, I'm to myself in the third person. Um, Chastity, <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you Isaiah 55, 89. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways are your ways, declared the Lord, for the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways higher than yours and my thoughts. So, now, I'm telling you this and I'm showing you and I'm giving you these scriptures. Now you have what we give you. What you have, what I give you is free will. It's your choice to go left or to go right. And that's your free choice. So what are you going to do? And then he brought in my spirit, the book of Job. He said, I am testing your faith. It's not about the tangible things that you're feeling in the flesh. It's about your faith. It's the intangible thing. What am I telling you? Because you don't see it, but I see it. Hmm. Are you going to stand on my word or are you going to stand on your flesh? Because your flesh deals with your emotions and your emotions are fickle. But my word, my spirit, my truth is basically stand still unmovable. So I was like, okay, God, I'm going to do it your way this time. And literally three years now in, because I have stand on God's word, not my flesh. I see God just moving in my life and moving in my family's life. Like my mm -hmm. husband, I was unemployed during COVID. He was kind of shaking a little with that because that was a second, right. um, 
income out of our house. Right. But in the right. midst of the situation, because he 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 hears my journey right now with God, but he's not in my journey with God. Yeah, right. see, and that's and that's and a whole another different with your level with your husband sometimes. Because even you could be mm-hmm. equally yoked, but still not connecting, and, and, and that's a whole nother yep. podcast we can talk about. I understand it completely. Yeah, and so <laughs> he was like, "How are we gonna pay for this? How are we gonna do this?" And and God was like, "Don't let him." rattle you because I've already told you what to do and he brought back the devil is going to tempt you just like Job the devil tempted Job but God told Job what well let me write God told the devil what you can do whatever you want to do to Job but that man right there is not going to break and I took that as me. Devil, you can do whatever you want to. I am not going to break. Because I am going to be faithful into what God has promised me. I paid my tithes. I paid my tithes on top of my, with my unemployment check. I never stopped doing everything God told me to do. And in the midst of that, I was able to focus on my business for a good six months. And then my husband was like, are you going to look for a job? I said, well, I am looking for a job, but I'm not going to accept any job. And I said, right. he's looking at me, but we need, I said, I'm just telling you what God is telling me. And this is on the corporate side. See, I'm building my business, but on the corporate side, I've been there at that time, 16 years, now 17 this year. And God was like, continue to be faithful. What do you want in your next job? I said, X, Y, and Z. He said, okay. You will have X, Y, and Z. So I was doing interviews and I was turning down interviews. I really was. I, it was one guy. He was the manager. He came to the interview late. He was rude. Mm. He was, uh, and then he left the interview early. This is the man that I was supposed to report to. I've been in corporate America. If he's showing you how he is in the interview, that, <laughs> right, Maya Angelo, if a person is showing you who they are, Please believe, believe them. them. <laughs> I got off the phone and I called HR. I said, don't waste your money doing a background check on me. And sh- they was like, huh? I said, I do not want this position. And she was like, right, because me and the manager, we're not going to work. I said, just like you're interviewing me, I'm interviewing you. And I know I'm not just going to accept the job just to get some coins and be miserable in a job, just to say I have a job. Long story short, favor. Friend of mine used to work with, with him. He called me. He said, Chastity, there is a position in my department that they're looking for somebody and I put you in the pool. Are you interested? I said, man, look, I have these requirements that I'm not going to budge on it. But long story short, my requirements was I had to get along with my manager. Requirements was that I had been working remote. I like working remote. Requirements was a salary threshold. Requirements was um, vacation, you know, things of that nature. Qualities was um, work-wise X, Y, and Z. So long story short, they gave me every last thing 
every mm. last thing that I wanted and much more. I love my boss. She is a phenomenal woman. I work remote. I get to deal with my daughter, my family as I choose. I am growing. I am being prosperous in what I know. And I am being appreciated. And also, and I'm still working on my business. Then on top of that, just last week, I was praying because a lot is going on on my desk, like from a professional standpoint, Mm -hmm. as well as from my business. I have my book coming out in April and things are just moving. And it might not in other people's eyes moving like fast, but it's really moving fast for me. And I said, God, on Tuesday, I said, I need an assistant. I, I, I need, I need, I have a graphic person, but we need another hand in this to get it moving because a lot, I have, I wear a lot of hats. One of my brand on the right hidden process um, is the CEO of motherhood. And mm-hmm. I talk about your village and I talk about your GPS map, your to-do lists and things of that nature. So if I'm teaching people in my leadership as well as in my um, life coach things, I need to apply it to myself too. You can't, to me, when you're a psychiatrist or a coach, a life coach, you can't be telling people to do X, Y, and Z and you not implement it and holding yourself accountable to those things as well. So I was like, God, I need an assistant. That was on Tuesday. Literally on yesterday, I get this text. And I said what certain things I need in my assistance. I get this text from this individual. And she said, as of Wednesday, if you need anything, I want to help you. I will be your virtual Mm -hmm. assistant. I love and I am supportive of everything you are doing and I want to see you grow. Let's talk. Mm. I have an assistant as of yesterday. Wow. I'm going to stop you right here because there's so much that I want to kind of grab and highlight with what you shared. So often, um, we uh, right now in the in the entrepreneurial world, career, you know, social media, everyone has the desire to be successful, mm-hmm. right? That's on um, a lot. Well, I won't say everyone, but a lot of people, <laughs> it's on their mind to be successful. Um, they want the drive, they want the the income, they want all of that. But a lot of people don't realize who you are as a person. Um, matters when it comes to success. And I asked the background story of who you are because that connects so well with how you've grown and how you've become this woman that you are today, how your faith journey has played an immense part in what you're doing, right? And to the point where you asked God for an assistant, you didn't put out any you know, job, a post or anything like that. And it came Mm -hmm. to you. And so I wanted to highlight that because, you know, my career background is in human resources. And oftentimes when I'm interviewing people and when I'm talking to people, they don't realize that who you are 
come across even right. in your interview. It comes across on how you present yourself. It comes across on how you answer questions. And that plays a huge part if the HR person is a good HR person. Right. On <laughs> the job that you're able to attain at the company and how you're able to grow. And I want to highlight this key because a lot of times, ladies, we don't realize who we are. Our right. faith walk, our relationship with God, all of those things has an impact on our success. You can have all these check boxes of things that you got right. these degrees, you got this and that. But if you're not a good person, if your heart is not right, if your integrity Come is through not now. on point, your, your success is not going to be where you want it to be, no matter what kind of check boxes you've checked off in life. And so I love, love, love the fact that you shared how you've grown as a person and how you've grown in your faith and how it connects on how you've been able to grow in your career and how God has been able to answer your prayers because the person you've become Right, connects to the what you can handle, right. what you can manage. Because everybody wants more right, stuff. right. <laughs> we want the stuff, and God is looking at you like, well, you can't handle the big because you haven't shown yourself faithful to handle the small. So I, I, I just wanted to stop and just really highlight that for you, ladies, so you're able to see it in Chastity's story. I mean, sometimes we asking God for the world, and He like, well, um, you not even a good, you not even a good steward over this little thing, right, right. And so your faith walk definitely connects to your success in life. That abundant life that Jesus Christ came to give us is mm. here for us. But how are we responding to God? How are we answering the call? What are we doing? Right. To prove ourselves faithful to him that we can handle the things that he gives us. And not only that, can we handle the people that he puts under us? Can we handle or manage those things that require us to right. have good character and good decision making and all that good stuff? So, Chastity, you, you, my goodness. So you literally got a position in the pretty much. Of COVID, yes. A position that you had a list and you, you talked to God about and he answered. I want to put this, uh, I want to talk to my corporate boss up women. Mm. I'm not going to talk about my entrepreneur. Yes. I'm going to talk about the course. I've been corporate America for 17 years and I have mm. always been who I am. As African-American women, there's different types of African-American women in corporate America. Um, that is very and true. you have to know who you are in corporate America as a African-American woman and where you're going to stand. And so let me break Let me see. I'm going to break this down. You have, I'm just going to be real. You have your African-American women that are going to brown nose. They're going to be the sister girl mm -hmm. on the back end, but they're not going to be really who they are on the front end. Then you have your straight, right. I'm just an assistant and I'm just doing this and da 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 and you can't do this <laughs> and you can't do that person. Then you have this person say, I got the, you ain't going to do this and I understand I'm going to work the back end, but I'm going to stay in my truth because I am an educated 
profound critical thinking mm. black unapologetic black woman and that's who I am I'm not going to take away my blackness to make another race feel comfortable in their truth mm-hmm. but I'm gonna stand in who mm-hmm. I am and that's the person I am and it it was very challenging for me because I've had Caucasians and if y'all don't like the word Caucasian we could say Anglo-Saxons and I've had African-American black people tell me corporate you might want to tone that down you know, or you might, you're too aggressive. You're too diva. I, I've had that. You're you're such mm. a diva. I am who I am. What do you want me to do? You want me to walk in a room with my head down to make you feel like you are somebody? Mm. No, I must stand for something or I'll fall for anything. And through those trials and tribulations um, of different people putting a roadblock in my career and I didn't understand it but I have parents that told me you stand in your truth you do not change to get a position you don't change who you are as a person just to get a position a title God will supply your needs has he ever left you hungry have your rent or your electricity? Mm. No. So I kept continue to continue to stay who I was as a person, and I learned from those things. I've had people do me wrong. I had people lie on me in corporate America. I've had sometimes I had to go to my car and cry because that black girl wanted to come out, but because. God is in me. I didn't do it. But that doesn't mean that I didn't have those emotions. I didn't have those feelings. I didn't feel right. discriminated against. But God, the position that I'm in now is a position that a few people in my industry said that I would never have. Ever. And I've been in positions where they'll soon say, you need to learn one, two, and three. I will master one, two, and three. And then when I master one, two, and three, oh, but you need to master four, five, and six. Master four, five, and six and continue to master one, two, and three. Oh, but you can't get this promotion because you don't know seven and eight. So it was always Mm -hmm. this continued thing. And I continue to learn. Even though they were hating on me, they were talking about me, they were basically being mean to me. I continue to learn from my enemies because God said he would, he'll put your enemies at your footstool. And so Mm -hmm. looking at this position that I'm in, it's so funny. My boss was like, you can handle yourself. I don't have to come in and save you. She said, you are professional, but very direct and to the point. And I'm talking to people on her level. But I'm very professional to the point in if my no is my no, I know how to write that in the email. But I know how to handle these people right. now because of my experience, <laughs> because of my trial and errors in my other years in corporate America. And I can do a successful job because 
just because I thought those things were challenging in my early years in corporate America, I took them as good and I build off of them. So women, if you are having challenges in corporate America, continue to stay in your truth and you continue to learn, you continue to develop, you continue to listen, actively listen to people and what they're saying, actively listen to them. Even if they're telling you, I had one person told me that I wasn't a critical thinker. I couldn't think. I said, I can't think, but who's handling your desk if I can't think? But yeah, who's 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 making your your work go if I can't critical think? But they will say things to basically tear you down. But you have to know your truth and you have to stand in God and knowing that you are a princess, a queen of God and God is not going to let you fail. And to say that, to keep your faith in him, you will be rewarded. You have to be smart about it and be a sponge. Even when they don't think you're listening or knowing, if you see one one person is mentoring another girl in your department, whatever she's learning, you learn it. They don't need to know you right. Because you might take that skill to another job. Don't sit at your desk pouting and, and having a pity party. If you're at a meeting and they saying that you need to know X, Y, and Z, write that down. If this is your career, Google it. Research it on your own. Start learning it. Start asking other people questions. And trust me, you keep doing that, you will be of value to somebody. And you'll be able to walk in your glory and you'll be able to write your check, but stand in your truth, always stand in your truth. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that because so often in corporate America, we are, mm-hmm. we are met with these challenges, right? We are met with these circumstances and situations. And I'm so thankful that you are able to provide the insight necessary to say, hey, you may be experiencing this right now and this is what you can do about it. You don't have to fall prey to the challenges that you experience, but you can actually overcome those challenges and here's how you can do that. So thank you so much for providing that insight to the ladies. One of the questions that I really wanted to highlight at this point of our conversation is that you've you've gone through... Mm-hmm your experiences, of course, in your personal life and in your career that has brought you to this point where you now can work your career, but also focus on your business. So tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. Hey ladies, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this message. That was the conclusion of part one of this amazing episode. Stay tuned, ladies. We'll be back on Thursday, same time, same channel, right here for part two on Being Eve. Hey there, lovely ladies. Did you know that Being Eve in Adam's World is available right now for pre-order? That's right. It's available right now, but that's not all. If you order now, you'll also get a signed copy from yours truly. 
Yes, I will be signing every single copy by hand. And it will be yours if you order right now. And there's so much more. So go ahead, click the link in my show notes. Get your very own copy of Being Eve in Adam's World and so much more.